Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the New Testament in a Year. I'm Sean Bailey, and this is day 10 of our journey. Day 10, a big, big day. I'm excited about this. Day 10, this is a milestone day. We've got to our 10th episode. 10 episodes in 10 weekdays. And we've been through 10 chapters. We're in Mark chapter 10 today. And I've loved this journey so far. I've had an absolute blast doing this with you. And I can't wait to to make it through the whole year in 260 weekdays. I look forward to that. I look forward to every day. And I'm excited about this. So today is a good one. It's a good one. With Mark chapter 10, we're, we're going to be looking at um, some things that directly apply to our lives, our personal lives, relationships, wealth, humble service to the kingdom of God. So grab your Bible if you can, listen closely if you will, and let's take the next route in our journey together. As we go into Mark chapter 10, Here's the things that we need to look for. Let's look for this eye-opening dialogue between Jesus and the Pharisees about the sanctity of marriage. Remember, the Pharisees are always trying to trip Jesus up, right? Jesus reminds us of the sanctity of marriage. Not only does he address the cultural norms of the time, but he sets the stage for this deeper dive and into the kingdom's principles of marriage. Then then look for a rich young man seeking eternal life. As he seeks eternal life, he engages Jesus in this, this exchange, laying bare the challenges of surrendering those worldly attachments for the sake of discipleship. And then we'll see the chapter wrap up with this lesson on true greatness as Jesus responds to the disciples' rivalry for positions of honor. So, let's read this together. Mark chapter 10. Here we are in verse 1. And we'll take uh, the entire journey all the way to verse 52. Verse 1. He set out from there and went to the region of Judea, across from the Jordan. Then, crowds converged on him again. As, it was, as was his custom, he taught them again. Some Pharisees came to test him again, asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He replied to them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted us to write divorce papers and send her away. But Jesus told them, He wrote this command for you because of the hardness of your hearts. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples questioned him about this matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. Also, if she divorces her husband and marries another, she she commits adultery. Verse 13. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. 
but the disciples rebuked them. When he saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them, because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. After taking them in his arms, he laid his hands on them and blessed them. Verse 17. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him, knelt down before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good except for God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false, false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these from my youth. Looking at him, Jesus loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go and sell all you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But he was dismayed by this demand, and he went away grieving because he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? The disciples were, were astonished at his words. Again, Jesus said to them, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than, the, than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished, saying, saying to one another, Then who can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus said, With man it is impossible, but with God, but not with God, because all things are possible with God. Peter began to tell him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more. Now at this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, and children and fields with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Verse 32. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were astonished, but those who followed him were afraid. Taking the twelve aside again, he began to tell them the things that would happen to them. Happened to him. See, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him, and he will rise up after three days. Verse 35. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, approached him and said, Teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask you. What do you want me to do for you? He asked them. They answered him, Allow us to sit at your right and at your left in your glory. Jesus said to them, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? We are able, they told him. 
Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink, and you will be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not mine to give. Instead, it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the, when the ten disciples heard this, they began to be indignant with James and John. Jesus called them over and said to them, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in high positions, positions act as tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you will be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you will be a slave to all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Verse 36. They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many warned him to keep quiet, but he was crying out all the more, Have mercy on me, son of David. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, Have courage. Get up. He's calling for you. He threw off his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Then Jesus answered him, What do you want me to do for you? Rabbi, the blind man said to him, I want to see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has saved you. Immediately he could see and began to follow Jesus on the road. That was Mark chapter 10. What a treasure trove of wisdom that was in Mark chapter chapter 10. Before we move on, let's let's take a moment to reflect on what we just heard. So as we reflect on Mark chapter 10, we find Jesus challenging not only the external behaviors, but the very attitudes that shape our lives. His discussion on marriage reinforces the sacredness of marriage. He emphasizes the divine design that goes beyond cultural norms. This, this pushes us to consider how our own relationships align with God's original intent. The encounter with a rich young man. That rich young man, he came to Jesus just desperate to follow him. But it's a reminder of the barriers that get in the way of that wholehearted discipleship that we're called to have. Jesus, seeing into the depths of this young man's heart, he calls out that attachment to wealth that, that held him back and kept him from true surrender. And that challenges us to examine our own priorities, doesn't it? Questioning what we might be holding on to. What is it that prevents us from fully, without hindrance, without that weight that holds us down from doing it? What is it that keeps us to, from fully surrendering and following Jesus? As we 
reached the end of this chapter, the lesson on servanthood. That should reshape our understanding of what greatness is. Our world says we should fight to climb that ladder to be at the top and to, to, to have great reputation and seen as good and lording over all. But Jesus, the ultimate servant, he flips the world's definition of power and authority on his head, doesn't he? It's this radical approach that he has that, that beckons us to a life that is defined by selflessness, service, sacrificial love. That is what Jesus says, and we know, is the true path to greatness in the kingdom. So take these insights, and I hope they, we can apply them to our daily lives by reflecting on our relationships, by evaluating what our priorities are, and by embracing servanthood. Thank you for joining me on this journey through Mark chapter 10. I hope that you can carry those truths and apply those to our lives so that we can glorify Him better. If you have any questions or thoughts, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. So until next time, though, this is Sean Bailey. Thank you again for joining me on this 10th day of the New Testament in a year. Have an amazing day. Be blessed.